Hello everybody and welcome to the Orange House. My name is Anthony Cuzio and we are here for week and episode 17 which might confuse some people because uh, I messed up when I was uploading the past couple video- or, uh, couple podcasts and things got out of order after episode 14. I accidentally skipped episode 15 and uh, in terms of just like numbering them went straight to 16 with Kasaya Moore. Um, I'm gonna change it so if anyone <laughs> if anyone was confused on that, that's why there's no like lost 15th episode that never showed up although that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah no we don't have one just yet. instead episode 15 is actually Kasaya Moore. But anyway, um, other than that little you know mishap, it's another week. And uh, I'm back. I'm actually extremely excited to share this interview with you guys. Um, it was one that I was looking forward to for a long time. Um, but before we get into that, um, a couple things I just want to share. First of all, I want to say a huge thanks to everybody that supported the Daniel's Gara podcast because that one was, um, you know, as far as our metrics go, that was our most most interacted with and you know most popular podcast to date i mean the first couple days were we've had more numbers than we do in some some weeks combined so (laughs) thank you so much for that uh that means the absolute world to us that people are sharing and that people enjoy it so keep it up it really really means a lot uh and you know this podcast really just gives a I don't know. The, re- the reason I like this podcast and just podcasts as a whole is it really gives anyone who's on it just the ability to speak somewhat to their own filter, and which can be good or bad, depending on the person, trust me. But uh, that's something that I think is very important, just being able to, being able to have people speak um, to their own accord. You know, in, a day, in, in days like today where opinions and... You know, points of view vary so much, and there's you know, you you see a lot of volatility or whatever you want to call it when it comes to uh, when it comes to that stuff. So, I'm just glad to be able to be a part of a community that gives people a chance to just speak and share their point of view. Because I'm a firm believer that you know I have my own per- my own point of view on whatever, but I'm a firm believer that if you don't get other other views into your life even if they drastically differ from yours you're setting yourself up for failure because you need you need that diversity of opinion you need that uh, you need that other you need other points of view to know that your point of view is correct and I don't know I'm really I'm glad to see that uh, I don't know people especially with podcasts po- rise in popularity over a couple years people really seem to enjoy that aspect of it so i'm just glad to be a part of it um without further ado though i would like to introduce the special guest for this week um this group of guys is uh, this group of guys are very uh near and dear to my heart um both in you know my musical life and just my personal life they're very cool guys uh and i'm very excited to share them with you uh, you'll be able to all get all into where you can find them, but they have a lot of music out, including an EP, which you should go check out on Spotify or pretty much all major platforms. Uh, but without further ado, I would like to introduce Stepdad Passport.
Chase and Shad, how the hell are you guys? Chilling, doing good. Yeah. 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 How's uh the beginning of summer treating you? Uh lots of work, man. Lots yeah. of uh, yeah, yeah. Glad school's over, but lots of work. Yeah. No, I totally understand that. It's a it's definitely a transition that we all gotta make. What what do you guys do for work? Uh I'm a barista. I make oh, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> make shitty coffee. No, dude. I uh, I work uh food service. I, I'm a cook at In and Out. Oh, got you, got you. Well, I, I just I just ended a, a run as a cook, so I know I know the struggles, man. <laughs> it's it's something else, but that's cool. Lots, no, it's, lots of burns. <laughs> lot, dude. Oh, trust me, I'm just getting like my arms are just now healing. I've been out of that job for like I don't know six months or so. Oh man. <laughs> but no, dude, I know the struggles. So uh, I'm re- once like. I'm really glad that you guys are here. I've been honestly like looking forward to this interview for a while. Uh, for, yeah. for those of you guys who don't know, this is uh, Stepdad Passport. And uh, what, what, where are you guys from originally? Sacramento, Sacramento, California. Sacramento, California. Got you. Cause my whole life, your whole life. So you're born and raised. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> Got you. Now that's, that's, that's how it gives, man. Uh, honestly, so this is the first interview that I've had on this podcast with other musicians. So this is, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot. Cause I really like talking, you know, just talking with other musicians and, you know, kind of just like a picking their brains and just kind of like seeing, you know, just like yeah. knowing how people, how other musicians go about their creative process and stuff like that. And one of the reasons I was so excited about talking to you guys is just, we have some history. Uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, my old or my band jam, or old band jam and stepdad passport. We, uh, we go, quite a ways back about two years two years of uh some crazy house parties man crazy house but do you remember our first time uh do you remember our first time meeting where that was <sighs> fuck um i want to say that <laughs> no no dude no you, you can say whatever you want don't uh, <laughs> i've said much worse heck, man um. <laughs> no so i remember it was i believe 2019 if i had to if i had to guess uh like November of 2019 because we went to Reading for a show that we booked at a local coffee shop. Oh, um, yeah! The first time we played together, I think so. So we, uh, I, you know, I didn't really have personally a hand in like like creating this show, so I didn't really know what was exactly what was going on. But we got put on a bill with you guys, and it was either Five Mile Myth or like a break off of. That it was band. like the. It was like the the what was the the blue band? What they're oh called? uh oh man, I it's I'm I'm blanking on the name too. But you're right with blue. Uh, it was like the didn't uh, five wasn't myth like part of it? Like it, they, that's when they became five mile myth, myth? or was, or was it? it like mystic? Oh man, I'm totally blank. I want to say mystic five Roots, mile. But that's another blue band or something like that. Uh, so it was something like that. Other Dana's gonna be so pissed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Either way, I remember they they fucking jammed, so they they were talented. But nonetheless, that was the first time we met because it was a kind of a a weird or like turn of events. Because I remember all the bands got to the venue at like I don't know seven o'clock or something like that for like an eight o'clock show, and the promoter never showed up to open the store. Oh God, yeah, I remember. (laughs) We were all just sitting out there, and I remember we were looking. The people were like texting other people in Chico like yo is your house open for a show because yep. like the, we think the venue is not going to open up for us and like <laughs> yeah that was 
it was still cool though. Like everyone was just like chilling in the parking lot, just like hanging out. And exactly. I was going to jamming. I was going to say like a great thing came out of that of just, you know, first of all, we met you guys, which you guys became, you know, long friends of ours. And second of all, it was kind of just a cool experience. Not even like, you know, having your crowd be other bands, you know, solely other bands and not just oh, yeah. like regular, uh, you know, concert goers. It was, a, it was a cool experience. Plus, you know, we got, in, we got to go inside and I think they gave us, I think they gave me free coffee too for the trouble, which was, which was ideal, dude. It was great. Yeah. They were like a, like a coffee kava bar. They had like kava, like the guy, like they hadn't like started selling kava yet, but they were like trying to like get into it. So the dude had like a bunch of like kava extract in the back and he was like, do you oh. want to try it? Like, do you want to test it out? And I was like, uh, <laughs> sure, man, I'll, I guess I'll go for it. Okay. Cause I, okay. I've heard of that stuff. I've heard of kava. I've never like ha- tried it or never really like knew what it was. Or what is that shit? Um, kava is like this root from i don't know if it's a kava tree or whatever or a kava yeah. bush do they like grind it into like a powder or something no or do they... well, i don't really know what it looks like it's more of like uh i've only had it on a liquid form i don't know mm-hmm. if there's any other way to have it but maybe it is a powder i'm, oh, okay. I'm not sure but it's like a. it's basically like if i had to give like like related to something that other people might know it's that it's like drinking weed really yeah like it's That's interesting it, it makes you feel like super chill i think yeah i tried it once it was like it tasted terrible but it, oh it's but, awful yeah, <laughs> it tastes, yeah that's that's what i've awful. heard that's what i've heard it tastes like like really bad it yeah. numbs your mouth so yeah, like the back of your tongue it's all like numb and disgusting <laughs> so like if you're if you're a slow drinker it's gonna be a really painful experience because your whole mouth is gonna be numb but if you just shoot it like straight to the back of your throat like at least only your throat will be numb so is it like will it like uh i mean I don't know. Is there like a limit that you could take yourself to or is it like you can drink it and, you know, feel relatively fine? Or is there like a point where you're like, I'm too like fucked up? You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, I have a friend that like really loves kava and he always goes way too hard every time. And if you drink too much kava, you will throw up. Mm. It's not even like, oh, you might throw up. You will throw up. There is no like getting around it. It's going to happen. Damn. Damn, see, I I see those like uh not so much in Chico, but like down when I'm back right now I'm in San Diego back back home and I see like those uh those little shops like popping up every once in a while, a little kava kava bar or whatever, kava shop. And I've always wanted to try it, but I just haven't yet. But now I got I think you piqued my interest. I'm going to one of these days. <laughs> yeah, bring friends because it's yeah. not like it's not like a psychedelic experience. It's more mm. of like a, you know, you just it's a vibe, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what it puts you in. Absolutely. I think it's a really like it's a cool thing, at least for like uh, younger people, because, you know, obviously everyone wants to go to bars when mm-hmm. they're in college and they're they're popping up in college towns or whatever, because you only need to be 18 to drink oh, kava. So I it's see. like more of like a hangout for like younger people. But you will find the occasional 40 year old in the <laughs> kava bar. <laughs> I see. Well, that's cool, man. I uh, well, getting back to uh, getting back to the shows, uh, like you said, we had a lot of house shows under our belt uh together you were always like kind of the first band that came into mind whenever we like had you know for the majority of i'd say the majority of our shows were house shows as as our old band jam uh a because you know they're easy to throw it's not like someone if you're gonna throw it at your house it's not like you know they wouldn't someone wouldn't put you on the bill i mean you're put you're putting on the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, <right>. it better <laughs> exactly exactly there's a problem there if they don't <laughs> but uh you guys were always someone that a brought the energy like i mean every time i see you guys play it's like 
I, I'm always hyped to play right like right before or after you guys every single time. It's like you guys just have that energy about you that like for a college for a college town like Chico, it's like you know bread and butter, man. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome to see that, and it's yeah. uh, I'm really glad you guys are. I'm really glad you guys are doing your thing. Um, I have a couple shows that like come to mind right away, like uh, like house shows in particular. Like we had, I remember one at my house uh over like right in like the corner of chico right next to the train tracks yeah, and all that orange shit. house <laughs> orange house exactly yeah. which i i don't know if you guys know it's the name of the podcast now yeah yeah house. Say. Oh, cool. uh, yeah so we had some good times at the orange house the cops always came oh, like, yeah. without fail that's just kind of how it goes you know with with what was that shows. one band uh was it kratom was Kratom the band that got oh, like the cops to shut down the show for you? No, that was a it was a different band that no Kratom was cool as fuck. I like those guys. It was a different <laughs> it was a different band that uh the cops showed up like dude, cops showed up at like eight fifteen at night. Like it wasn't it wasn't even close to like being late. And they were being hella cool. I mean, usually the cops with live music are pretty cool, at least in Chico. And they were like, Yeah, you know, we got some complaints, but like you guys, if you turn it down, you'll be good. Like don't worry about it. And some motherfucker on the from one of the other bands gets on the mic and he goes, "Fuck the police!" Instant shutdown, dude. I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, uh, yeah." But it happens. We know not to, <laughs> not to. Not that, that I disagree with that statement, but like, come on, no, you're about context. Yeah, yeah know context. <laughs> they were about to they were about to give us another hour and then, eh, you know. But you yeah, do. like cops always. Uh, cops are always a staple of the house shows. But at the same time, it kind of adds to the excitement, you know. Right, everyone run. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just one of those things that that's how you know the show's over. Right. Um, we also had Porchside. Uh, those were some great shows. Those were Love indoors. Uh, that was some of my favorite memories. Just there's nothing like getting just a bunch of people packed inside a, a house. You know, you haven't oh, yeah. had haven't had that so long since COVID. That sweaty, sweaty, musty feeling of oh. having a hundred people on a house that's meant for like ten. <laughs> it dude, there's and 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 the floor is bending. Yeah, I was gonna say the floor is <laughs> bending back and forth. People are jumping. There's nothing like it though. It's like a, I don't know. It's like, I, there's 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 a way I kind of describe it. It's like when I'm writing music, it's cathartic. You know, it's it's a very yeah. it's a good it's a good uh, you know emotional release. But when you're playing live music, it's like a spiritual experience. Oh you know yeah. what I mean. 100 percent yeah it's, do you... uh, it, it depends though on the show because sometimes it can feel like a chore but like if you're if we're talking about in the context of like these like super high energy really sweaty like intimate house shows mm -hmm. it definitely like feels like i don't know you're not a person for mm -hmm. that time that you're playing you feel more of like i don't know like you're saying like a spiritual being almost Dude, very that's a yeah exactly you, you feel different Especially yeah, like the crowds like super into it too because then you can just feed off of each other and stuff it's a beautiful thing man mm -hmm. it's like uh i'm i'm not i'm not one to like i mean fuck i'm not one to like act out in any way at all like you know i'm not one to be eccentric or like upbeat or not upbeat but, you know i'm not one to be eccentric at all but dude it's like when you're when you're in front of people and you guys know this just as well as anyone like when you're in front of people and they're there to see you play music it's like you become a different person in a good way you know yeah, it, it's, um, it, I mean, it's always surprising to hear someone say like, we came here for you because it's like, really? You did? Dude, like, <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it, I don't want to come off as like, why are you here? But it's like, why did you, 
why did you want to come to our show? Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm used to people not coming, but now <laughs> you are coming to the show. So I guess that's cool. Like, uh, from one of our porch side uh, shows, like a group of like sorority girls came up to me and they're like, yeah, we totally ditched this other band show because we heard you guys were playing in town and like we really wanted to hear you guys play. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> Dude, um, it's an unbelievable experience. Like someone you don't know, like, hey, I like your music. Like exactly. that's you're like how like how'd you find it first of all <laughs> like yeah no it's uh I mean I, yeah I remember the first time like the first time someone coming up to me that I had no idea and being like hey like are you in jam and it was like I thought it was like someone playing a prank or something, <laughs> you know and it's just it's 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 an unexplainable feeling it's 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 amazing and you know it's uh it's just one of those things that I feel like no matter you know no matter how long it goes on it won't feel totally normal you know yeah it's it's a different kind of conversation really that uh you have like that i feel like i am like you said you're a different person when someone is talking to you in the the context of uh sorry my phone is vibrating our our basis is here (laughs) no you're all good you're all good you can uh if you want to even get him in get him in like right away you're more than welcome yeah we're gonna open the garage for him (laughs) oh hell yeah so is there is your little practice uh space like in the garage um so there's a garage and then there's like this extension of the garage like they cut the garage in half and it's like it's like a room with like I don't know, there's like half of it's wood, the other half is brick, and it's just like a really cool like studio space. Like they got studio monitors, bunch of instruments, and got you. <laughs> got you, dude. That's that sounds awesome. Yeah, See, it's it, pretty it's very tight. On it, it's like it doesn't matter how like, you know, how like well budgeted or anything like practice spaces are, you can always make it feel so homey, even if it's just a garage or just like a little space. Had some pretty uh pretty sketchy practice spaces in the past. Yeah, what's what's like your your horror story of a practice space? I, mean, I wouldn't say it's a horror story, but we did practice in a van before. Dude, that's I mean that's like a that's a story <laughs> right there, dude. That's pretty funny. I mean, I, I got like way too high. <laughs> yeah. that's that's what happens if you're gonna be practicing in a band or in a yeah. in a van, yeah. though, man. I know it's it, was, it was like a weekday, so fucking late. Yeah, and you took like <laughs> two dabs in a row, and then like we were in the middle of practicing a song, and like in the middle of the song, he puts his bass down and he just lays in bed. Oh, <laughs> we <were dude>. like, <laughs> sometimes we were like, it'd be like he's that. Done. <laughs> dude, I, I just had to lay down for like thirty, what was it, thirty, forty-five minutes or something? No, like. dude, we closed the door and you went to sleep for the night. We, like, <laughs> <laughs> we after after no. Jake and I finished playing the song, we we're like, all right, looks like you're done. You're like, yeah, and so no, I, th- I thought I got back up and you well, like, <laughs> hey it happens here. it happens man i know <laughs> sometimes it's just you gotta just just shut off i know what you mean oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh so uh let, w- introduce yourself really quick what was your name uh my name is andrew base andrew base got you got you and uh chase last chase, name yeah first name base last name andrew perfect <laughs> andrew base i love it i love it base andrew base andrew okay my bad my bad <laughs> and so chase you play guitar and sing correct yes sir and then uh wait hold on why is what's going on with my thing Oh, there we go. Sorry, I thought the audio was a. Uh, I thought the audio was cutting out. Oh, it's this thing. Shit. So, no, you're okay. So, I I, I want to get kind of a. I want to get into like kind of I don't know like personal history of you guys, like like each of you personally. So, 
uh, you can go like one at a time or you can all go at the same time. It doesn't really matter. But what, what were your guys's like first experience with, you know, uh, what was your first time of getting experienced with music to where it's like, you, it finally piqued your interest as like, Hey, this is something pretty cool that I want to pursue. When was that? When was the first time you can remember that? So shad. All right. Cause I don't, I don't know any story about this. <laughs> I got okay. you. Um, my first time. Well, so my dad has been super influential on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just grew up with, with music. So it was just always in my life, but like my first time playing like at a local place, I played, the colony with a band called side effect um i was like i think i was about to go to bed it was like almost 10 (laughs) at night or something and i get uh my sister's like hey this band needs a drummer really quick you want to go to sacramento i was like okay and so we're listening to the songs in the car (laughs) in the car on the way over and it was it was just like little four chord punk punk songs so i can just like fake my way through you know on drums yeah yeah but yeah and then i eventually like joined the band and started playing shows with them and that's when i really like got into it so dude first of all that's fucking awesome that you just <laughs> just on a whim you know you all of a sudden you're just playing a show like that that's that's really cool it was honestly. so cool and all the people that were like super excited i was like wow this is pretty freaking cool dude <laughs> <laughs> i think i was like a freshman in high school maybe or might have wow might have been a sophomore or something like that Wow, that's aw- at the colony too. I mean, that's like a pretty, uh, from my understanding, a pretty, like, like well-known venue within Sacramento. Is that right? Yeah, that's like the go-to DIY mm-hmm. uh, venue. Got you, got you. That's really cool, man. That's a that's an awesome, uh, awesome first experience to music. What about you, Chase? What, what what's like the first kind of thing you can remember, like getting experienced? Well, uh, I went to an art school in high school. Oh. Wow. Um, so I started playing guitar when I was 13 and in the same year I joined like the school's jazz band. And that's where I met uh, Jake Stevens, the guy who plays guitar in our band or did. Um, <laughs> yeah, he still does. I see. I see. Yeah. We like just would play jazz songs together and like it just progressed into like we both like really liked ska. Like I showed him real big fish and then he was super into real big fish. And then we just started playing real big fish songs together. And then uh, some of like the other people in the jazz band, they're like, Hey, like, you know, let's make a band. So we just kind of started doing that. And we played like a bunch of like school events, like while we were still in high school, but it definitely like piqued my interest enough to take me away from some of my other commitments and put more time into music, finally getting to where I am today. That's really cool, man. I see. I, uh, Oh, sorry. Did, did someone else have something to say? Yeah, what about your first live show, bro? It's oh, my first live yeah, show. Dude, like, are we talking about, like, outside of school or, like... Uh, what's the best no, well, yeah, you, you got the one from school. What about the one first one out of school? Well, <clears throat> first one out of school, I think... Ah, yes, it was the boardwalk. It was the boardwalk. <laughs> <laughs> we, like... We Wait, got, in, in Santa was, Cruz or, or where? No, no, like, <laughs> oh, boardwalk oh, oh. in Orangevale, California. Gotcha, gotcha. The Sacramento scene, you know how yeah. uh <laughs> interesting it is <laughs> gotcha uh, explain uh, because i'm not from the sacramento scene at all i don't why, why the hell is it interesting it's, it's just like a a shitty dive bar with <laughs> stage and like whoever's running like the promotions and the shows there like not the promoting to be exact but like 
just the, the format of the show is it's like you know you see those like jokes about like oh yeah we're the eighth or ninth band and we're going on at 3 a.m that's the type of venue it was <laughs> oh i see and, like, i see as like you know a first place to play a show like i didn't know any better so like mm-hmm. you know we get there we sold like 300 or 400 dollars worth of tickets because you know wow. it's easy to sell tickets in high school because all of your friends are there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and we got paid like 50 bucks we wow. got paid 50 bucks and we went on at like nine o'clock. We were like the sixth band. And like most of my friends had already left because it was like yeah. their curfew. Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly those, those, uh, those early high school shows, like there's something else, man. I, I know what you mean. I would like, I remember my first, uh, my first and pretty much only high school show that like wasn't a part of like a, a, uh, school event. I remember same thing. It was kind of like, it was one of those ones that like you later figure out you just got scammed pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. <laughs> so like, it was the whole thing of like some dude like hit me up online. I like, like off of like a, some, I think it was off of like the SoundCloud that I posted my songs on. And he's like, Hey, I was like 16. So I was fucking, re- I was stupid. And he's like, he's like, Hey, you know, we're putting on the show down in San Diego. Like, do you want to be a part of it? And I'm like, hell Yeah. And he's like, okay, you got to sell like these 50 tickets for like, you know, 13 bucks a piece. And like, I, you know, my friends, like my friends, you know, I had some of them buy tickets, but for the most part, people weren't want to cough up 13 bucks. So I had to pay like the rest in order to play. Cause I thought that, you know, you'd, I thought that's what you had to do. And it's all a learning experience. That's the, uh, that's the beauty of those, of those early show playing experiences. You know, you learn a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it took me a while to realize how predatory that, practices and how wrong it was that the venue was putting all the responsibility on the artist to promote their show when Mm -hmm. they would not like make any effort at all to sell any tickets or anything and they would they would threaten you with okay if you don't sell this amount of tickets you're gonna have to make up the rest and it's like you're booking like 16 year olds like how are you gonna hold a 16 year old legally responsible for this like i don't i don't understand this is like extortion no it's true i mean like yeah they definitely prey on I guess the naivety of like being a 16 year old who's just like, I want to play, I want to play a show so bad, you know? Oh yeah. I believed it to be like fact for a very long time. Yeah, dude. Same. It was, it was honestly just like, I mean, I hadn't really thought about that show in, you know, years until like, I don't know. It was like last year that I was like thinking about, I'm like, holy shit, they totally scammed me. (laughs) But that's just how it, it's how it goes, man. What about uh, you, Andrew? What was like your first, your first like experience with getting into a music scene or yeah or anything like that so i'm pretty like new to it honestly i only started playing bass when i was like 18 or 19 like college gotcha or, gotcha no no it was like senior year of high school or something like that um and uh yeah so i when i moved out to sack i was like didn't know anybody so i was just like i went to a local show went to like a place in uh <laughs> Someone using the bathroom upstairs. You're all good. I didn't even like, I barely even heard it, but now that's funny as hell that you say that. It's pretty loud in here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the beauty of it, man. But yeah, so I, was, I just went to this like record store show, met some people, and then they were like, oh, you know, we're playing somewhere else. So at first I was just going to shows. Yeah. And then I got like super smashed and uh, <laughs> as one does at the colony. Yeah. and um i uh met this guy named izzy he was like he's a young guy younger than me just like super psyched on music and he was like 
I don't know. We were like hanging. I asked him if he wanted to like smoke weed in my van, and he was yeah. like down. Which it's like, like the perfect icebreaker, dude. <laughs> yeah, every you time. Know? <laughs> right, how do you think I met half my friends? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> weed in my van. Yeah. Smoke weed. So yeah, you know, we were all there once. Um, and uh, <laughs> fucking. So yeah, I just started playing bass, and he's like, "Oh, that's that's sick." Of course, like. I know how the fuck to play with anybody else. I just like noodled, you know, I was like, I like geezer butler, you know? Yeah. 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 Just learn licks. And um, yeah. So I started playing with a band with him. And then my first show um, at fucking, uh, it was for, on 420. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Music festival. <laughs> 420 music festival in like a tweaker, like, it was in Yuba at um shoe, shoe what is it called shoelaces shoelace but what they had a name for the place right? Shootopia Shootopia oh man you could have just stopped at Yuba City man yeah. <laughs> it's called Shootopia and it was like it was like a tweaker house with a bunch of fucking like RVs like nothing worked but there was just fuck tons of like vans and buses and shit scrapyard yes. <laughs> scrapyard people were living out of. <laughs> Oh man. See, it's like dude, it's all those early show experiences, man. They all have a common uh a common like chaotic element, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And fucking <laughs> Chase was there. Chase was there playing with um Stepdad Passport, but oh, they had a different yeah. bassist. Okay. And um that's how I got hooked up with this fool cuz like uh, I don't even know. I just like talk, talk started talking to you guys. I can't even remember. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I think um oh Jake came up to you because he was like, that cabinet is so cool. Because he has he has a custom-built cabinet. Cut. It looks like a bathroom sign. Custom. Oh, that's sick. That's custom sick. Homemade, more like yeah. a piece yeah. of shit. Um. <laughs> but it was, it was tight. And, like, we were all, like, super psyched. Like, because he has, like, a he has, like a pedal board. And mm-hmm. he was doing all these crazy types of effects. They're, like, some, like, uh, I don't know. What, what, what What's the genre that you guys are? Noise. 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 Yeah, it was noise. noise rock. Lots of noise. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. It was good noise. And, yeah. like, we were really impressed with their set. And so we kind of came up and talked to them. We all just, like, had a lot of, like, similar personalities yeah. and, like, sense of but, humor. And we just kind of got together and just yeah. By, by similar, he means we weren't, like, totally shit-faced on whippets. <laughs> I see. I <laughs> like, see. But, we had yeah. some general sense of, like, hygiene. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So at that venue, we were pretty similar. <laughs> I see. I see. It was, yeah, it's easy to uh, gravitate towards people kind of yeah. like you at that place. <laughs> I see. Yeah. No, that's. Didn't smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're yeah, in the cleanest, you know, two foot radius. Yeah, exactly. Whole... No, I got you, dude. That's that's cool because that uh, pretty much answers my question. How how you two met? What about how did you meet Shad? Uh, so I guess I have to provide some uh, backstory to this, but. Stepdad Passport has had the hardest time finding a consistent drummer. Mm-hmm. From the very beginning, we have had, I think we've gone through at least 10 drummers at this point. Wow. Like, it's like Pearl it's, Jam. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, it's um, it, it's just kind of been like, maybe it's a little bit of like, like arrogance and ignorance on my part. Mm-hmm. I'm just like always pushing forward because I will, I'll just schedule gigs and I won't like, I won't, you know, like, talk to anybody about it i'll just say hey i, I scheduled this like if you're available cool if you're not i'll figure it out and yeah that and was kind of he will he will yeah. like oh, this man be bringing fucking acoustic guitars and playing solo sets <laughs> set that passport that's fucking awesome though. that's that's that drive that makes things happen man that's yeah really i just cool. i tried to play every single show that i could get my hands on and you know for a lot of people 
in the music scene, they're not like music is not their only thing. Like they have school, they have work and sometimes they even have families and, you know, being that motivated and having that much time available is it's really hard to find in someone. And uh, there's this band in uh, Sacramento called Marigold. And I'm really good friends with one of their guitar players. And I was like, I was confiding in them. I was like, you know, I have had such a hard time finding a drummer. Like if you know anybody, please like send them my way. Cause I'm, I'm, I really just, I'd need somebody to, you know, hit the pigskin. Cause we were, we were yeah. playing up at that point, right? Yeah. We were playing with uh, this other drummer from another band. Like we were, I was just like picking and pulling. <laughs> I got like, you. Uh, I got you. Like we went through so many drummers in like a four month period. Yeah. At least like, five or six in four months yeah. and then uh shad was you know shad was down he's uh he got referred to us and we met up and same thing with like andrew we all had like a lot in common and he was basically Couch fit strike. for the style that we were playing and it was it was great so i don't know yeah it was like a... literally perfect timing too because i so i was in that that band side effect for a while and we broke up when i i went to school for like six months and then i decided it sucked so i came back um and when i came back there was kind of like i don't know what happened but the guys just stopped talking to each other um i tried to play with another band with one of the guys and that didn't work out at all um and so i was just like okay whatever i'll just take a break for a bit and then i get this random like dm on instagram like do you play drums or something like that <laughs> or no you said like yo i heard you're a drummer or something i it was like uh sure guy i don't know and yeah that's awesome yeah no, it was pretty sick and the music was great too i really like like the ep is like really really awesome oh it's dude it really is it really is i mean i found myself listening to that thing like almost on because neither of us are on it that's like all, yeah that's yeah like all chase oh well Dude. i mean it's like uh jake i mean they all of us like kind of like played the ancestors. instruments like it, yeah the the, the, the starting <laughs> the foundation of step that passport which are, they're still around today but they're just in different parts of the country mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. the people that you know i you know produce the music with we you know we bounce it back and forth between you know file transfer and whatnot oh uh, yeah like uh jake jones and jake stevens so uh, that's jake jones that's awesome. is our he was our first drummer and then now he's our producer and he does a lot of the drums on the ep or all of them i think he does all the drums on the ep and then jake and i jake stevens and i split the guitar and bass tracks and obviously i sang the whole thing so gotcha yeah. gotcha see that's uh it, like you know coming uh like finding that final you know, the final three piece or four piece or however many guys you're going to have in your band for getting to that final form of your band is, you know, the one that you want to stick with. It's a hard thing because you got, you got a lot of trial and error. I mean, I know my band, we went through like three bassists. We went through, I mean, just like a lot of time of just trying to find people that, you know, a, you got to have the same style because if you're playing in, I mean, not necessarily the same style, but you have to have styles that somewhat complement each other and that, you know, are going to work together. But also, you know, that you got to work with, you got to work with, uh, you know, attitudes, some people, egos. So, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot that comes to play when it comes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, when was the first time that you guys, like you guys really figured out that you guys kind of click as a band? Like there's, so there's always like a coming of almost like a coming of age time that you're just like, it makes sense. Like these are the guys that, you know, we're, we're, we're doing something right. I think for this lineup, um, I think it just really came naturally. I, you know, Shad was very, uh, 
attentive to you know what our like our not our like not our criticisms but like our like the direction we wanted to go with the songs he was very perceptive and he would um you know try he would have his own style on it but he would you know try to do it the way we wanted to andrew the same way andrew does not play like i mean he did he didn't play like indie rock he's like super into like you know He's into the that math metal stuff, you know. If, if it's in I see. four, he won't listen to it. So. <laughs> I see, I see. He wants the beat to sound fucked up, like a a drunk guy stumbling. <laughs> and, and well, well, but there there are a couple of live stunts, yeah, that we have done that really stood out as like this band is like rad. Like I I want to play with these. I want to keep playing with these guys. Wait, wait, what? Like, like name a like live stunt. I want to I want to know what you're talking that, about. Well, you weren't. I think we were playing with Jacob. This is definitely not the first one, but at Blue Lamp, remember when you like someone told you to get naked or something? Oh yeah, <laughs> I like took my pants off and put my shirt over my head, and I played the last song in my underpants. Yeah, See, so. that's fucking awesome, dude. That's and rock and I, roll, man. Yeah. So, so he jumps up. He jumps up on one of the PA's, and I'm like, "Oh, this is sick! I'm gonna jump up there with him. We're gonna play together." But he didn't see me jump up there, so he turns around and jump off. And he hit me in the fucking the head with his headstock. <laughs> we just kept going, dude. Like the song just never stops, dude. That's awesome man that's like seriously that's the kind of shit that you're right i mean that's what people are gonna remember from the crowd you know they're gonna remember rather than just the music they're gonna remember the performance with the music it's it's a it's an important thing man like i the bands that you really remember are the ones that are you know performative as well as they sound good and i know you guys sound good i know you guys could put on a fucking show thank you thank you uh, yeah. yeah 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 i think of course. like for this band like the big like moment for us is our, our actually the last show we played before uh oh, the pandemic it was the house show that was okay so we had it it was fun we had a we released our ep in um i think it was like february mm-hmm. february or march of 2019 sorry no 2020 but we had planned to release it late 2019 it just never happened and we had like a we had an ep release show and like i think like seven or eight people showed up and it was like pretty it was pretty depressing and i was like i don't i don't want this to be the release show so we the album sorry the ep ended up getting delayed for mm-hmm. like three or four more months just you know sending it through different mixes and trying to make sure it sounds exactly how we want it to sound or, or at least mm-hmm. close to it and you know, finally, we released the EP. Yeah, we needed to work out some bugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we finally get it to a place everyone is happy. We release it, and in that same week, I hit up one of my friends, and I'm like, "Can we play at your house?" And they say, "Sure." And we go there, and the house—it's like a old-style Victorian house in downtown Sacramento. But On you, the- you would have you would play a show that night. Like prior to that, hadn't you? Like at, with Rainer Rose, didn't you? Play? Oh yeah, I played a show at a different venue, and I scrambled on over to the next show. To like, <laughs> oh, man, I, was awesome. in, I was in two bands at the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. hell yeah. Scrambled over, and we get there, we set up, and this house is old. It's very old, and it's on the second story. It's like a quadrant, oh, right? Because because it was split top and bottom floor. Yeah. So it was like the people we knew were on the top floor and there mm-hmm. was like four or three of them. There was the- complete strangers on the bottom floor. We did yeah. not know who they were. And uh, wow. we go up, we're playing. 
the whole entire the house the apartment is full of people and they're they're jumping up and down and the floor is literally going Mm -hmm. up and down with the crowd and like we i was a little nervous (laughs) but uh all of us we're we're looking at each other like what we're playing like yeah we're back and we were were all crammed in like this corner of the room by like a bunch of windows and stuff yeah Yeah. and and i forgot a mic stand so i had to tape (laughs) oh i did i did did tape a broomstick to a vacuum cleaner and then tape the microphone to the i love it dude i love it man that's that's like i can't tell you how many times i've had to use the broomstick mic man it's but it works it's how anything to anything to get the show done right it did work and that wasn't the only hang no yeah we had a we had a very uh drunk guest he was like apparently he'd been like snorting lines all day and he was just really fucked up and he's like He's actually a really popular skater in the Sacramento area. Yeah, I, apparently, I, he cru- someone said he crushes the local spots or something. I don't know. I don't think anyone's skating, but <laughs> no, I don't. I don't skate. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was a little too fucked up, and we had like we almost got in like a full ass like fight because in the middle of our set, he fell on our guitarist pedal board, mm-hmm. and he broke one of his pedals. Oh, and, damn! You know, Jake was he was inconsolable he was pissed he, he, he wanted blood he wanted his pedal so he grabs this guy by his like his, his shirt collar and he like pushes him up against the wall and he's just going you motherfucker and we're like oh we're like no dude like, no you can't do this and the whole show stops then we all walk back and then we just start playing immediately then he comes back in and he falls on Andrew. Yeah. Andrew un- put- unplugged my shit, so we gotta stop yeah. playing again. He he falls on Andrew. Andrew pushes him over towards me. He falls on the mic stand. This dude is just all over the front stage. And so we finally, after like a little bit of drama, we get him outside. And I just remember like I just remember after everything was done, I go up to the mic. I'm like, all right, now that motherfucker is gone, we can start partying. And the whole entire crowd just like lit up and yeah. we, we went into like Mr. Brightside or yep. something like oh, that. Oh, dude, that's it, perfect. It was, that's it was, awesome. It was a formula for uh, success. Yeah. No, dude. Afterwards, I remember standing, we were hanging out on the balcony and he's just like loitering around. Oh, dude, like, we were having trouble ah. getting our stuff out of the oh, house. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> there was like Damn. one, there was a ton of people. So it was like impossible to get through. And then the guy just kept yelling at us as we were leaving. <laughs> he kept like trying to fight each one of us as we'd like yeah. walk to like the car oh, to put gosh. our stuff away. <laughs> dude, it's all, there's like at the house parties or house shows in particular, there's always like that one guy just like a little too fucked up for the occasion causes something <laughs> yeah no, i think I've... that's like one of like the common misconceptions of like house parties is that like everyone just gets trashed and there's shit everywhere and like a lot of like i don't know things that you would see in like a party but like i feel like house shows are mainly like a respectful environment everybody where... was super I... chill besides that one dude everybody seemed pretty yeah cool. i i completely agree with that house shows like so house shows you, you know, it's a, it's a much different community, like you said, than a, like a normal, you know, house parties because house, house shows, you know, it's like, it's more of, you attract more of the people that are coming for the actual music rather than, Hey, I'm just coming for, I'm coming to get, you know, to get drunk and just like, you know, be crazy. You get people that yeah. actually come on and want to, uh, to have a good experience. You're right. You're very right about that. Uh, and then, you know, sometimes you get the outlier that every once in a while might cause a scene, but that usually, and usually people are all there to make sure nothing gets too out of hand. You know, the crowd goers want to see the music. They don't want to see fights. Usually that's always, that is a good, it is a misconception for sure about how yeah. shows. It's also about like, you know, as a band, 
it may not seem like your responsibility and it might not be a direct responsibility of like the musicians in your band, but I feel like each band, like uh, they, you know, they have a curated audience and you're somewhat responsible for the people that come to your show. Like if I'm bringing like people to a house show and I know other bands are bringing their people to a house show, I don't want my people to be the assholes, you know? Mm-hmm. So you like, as a, you know, if you know the person that is coming there for you and they're being the asshole, you got to be like, yo, stop or leave. Like, cause I don't, I don't want that on my band's name and I don't want that on my name or any of my bandmates name. Like you need to keep your shit together. Pretty oh, much. It's, it's a great point. It's a great point. I mean, like, yeah, especially as being a band, that's pretty small. Like your fans represent you almost more than you represent yourself in a sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like uh, people, people might not come to, I mean, dude, I mean, I know bands like big time bands that like, like I really like particularly metal bands that I really like that. Like, I'm kind of worried about going to their shows because they're fans, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. I, and I love the music. It's uh, it's, it's nuts. It's a very true thing, but it's, uh, that's just something that, um, that's definitely something I have noticed about the, you know, how should the DIY communities is, you know, people for the most part are very respectful and they, you know, they're kind of looking out for the other people there. Uh, one thing I wanted, one thing I've actually, it's always been on my mind. This is totally pivoting to another subject, but this is, <laughs> this has always been on my mind since I first met you guys. Uh, and particularly, I think Chase would probably be the one who knows the most about it, but how did you get the name Stepdad Passport? This is like, as they would say, the founding fathers of Stepdad Passport. Um, <laughs> we all lived in uh, Chico at the time, actually, when we really? came up with the name. Well, came up with it. Um, we were, you know, it was the day after like every single person in the band and like everyone that lived in the house. We just had like a acid trip and you know we were just all sitting on the front porch just going like damn dude like that was a what a day and so we were sitting there and i was like guys i really want like a name for like the music we're making and they're like yeah yeah let's come up with it and like we were like trying to come up with names but like they were all pretty like shallow and stupid Mm -hmm. so i was like why don't we just do what childish gambino did just throw some stuff in a random name generator and like see what comes up and uh you know, a lot of things came up like backdoor of the manhole or like, uh, <laughs> that's kind of dope though. Or, yeah. A little bit. Uh, my personal favorite was chore of the unemployed, <laughs> but uh stepdad passport eventually won out and we kind of carried on with that. Cause I thought it was like, at first I thought it was really stupid. I was like, who the hell is going to like this name? But like, after I kept like thinking about it in my head, I was like, you know what? Like two words that don't really have any correlation but somehow sound like they go together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, saying stepdad passport doesn't feel wrong. You know? <laughs> Dude, I mean, well, think about it this way. You had me, you know, you had me having your band's name in my head for like two years wondering, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry so, that it wasn't a more interesting story. No, dude, no, but no, 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 no. That, that, dude, that's just as good a band name story as anyone. I love that shit, dude. Like, honestly, finding a good band name is it's harder than making the actual music in my opinion <laughs> exactly song but. titles album titles yeah oh dude i i will struggle i mean for days on days just because of like i i, I, I like when i'm you know coming out with a new project or a new album band what have you i struggle so much with that just because it's like you want it to be so perfect but at the same time nothing seems perfect enough until you mm-hmm. just have to like 
you just have to, I mean, for me, I just have to be like, fuck it. I'm going to go with this, you know? Yeah, that's exactly it. Because if you, I mean, like, at least for me, if I try to make something perfect, it'll always come off as I'm trying way too hard and then it mm-hmm. won't be like genuine. And yeah. I don't mm-hmm. really like that. In general, yeah. not, not just names, you know, that, that goes for everything. Yeah. You know, that's oh, just advice. Absolutely. I mean, my, uh, my, the two bands that I've been a part of, like one, my high school band was called Leptin. And that was just, we, it sounds like a pretty cool name because we, we, we literally were just going through the dictionary and just like saw it where that was leptin. So leptin, yeah. uh, funny enough, it's like a hormone that your I think your, your stomach excretes or something like that. It's basically to tell you that you're full when you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like the most random fucking thing Good band ever. Name, yeah. yeah. It's like the most random fucking thing ever, but like. Same, it was kind of exactly the same thing as you. Like we were just going through like random words, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." And it's like an actual word; might as well go with it. <laughs> and uh, Jam, my, our, our the other band, that was just uh, that was just the first name of every member, like the first letter of the first name of every member. So it was like oh. they start with. I mean, the members kind of cycled out over time, so <laughs> it ended up not being that later. But it was like James, Anthony, Matt, and Mitch. And then after that, Ian came in. So then we didn't want to change the name to AIM. We just kept it at Jam. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's, I don't know. I've always, I, I love, I love learning about uh, just kind of how different bands came to, especially with their names, how it came to like the final thing. I, I always think that's a really cool. Uh, we always so talked about like coming up with some crazy story, but every time I tried, it's like, i'm just like i'd rather just tell them like i don't want to lie to someone's face and be like yeah this is what happened I, it was just us sitting in, in a circle typing shit into a phone you, so. should, uh, you should you should make the story and then be like then i woke up because i was on acid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I woke up yeah that's perfect actually you just have to add that one little detail <laughs> no that's a, no yeah i think it's a i think that's a great story for how you got that name honestly yeah it kind of works out so uh as far as as far as when you're creating or writing new music i mean i know you have the ep out it's uh uh what's the name of your ep uh extra pedestrial and then you can find that on what spotify Other... wait is that what it's called yes. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> no nah, you're you're good you're good but you you can find it on what like all ma- all the platforms already... you can find it on like pretty much <laughs> everything i think right. uh yeah it's on amazon music it's not, it's not it's not on Bandcamp. Band we have not capitalized on that market. Dude, yet. I for some reason I'm I'm the same way with my music. I always like slack on Bandcamp, even though I always Bandcamp hear that the that's. Best. I know, dude. I don't know why I fucking slack on it, but I I feel like I only slack on it because, for one, I think Bandcamp is a great idea, but I absolutely hate the format of the. Website. I hate the interface. That's probably yeah. It's not it easy. To like, use. it looks like someone like learned html in one day and then like made a website and they're like yeah this is this is it guys and i mean it is a very great tool for diy bands to make money because you know everything is pretty much monetized to however you want or you can even have the you know pay what you feel like you should pay option and bandcamp mm-hmm. fridays they're still doing that and bandcamp fridays where i think was in like 100 percent of the artists yeah yeah 100 percent of the money coming in goes to the artists mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. today's you know, a band camp friday yeah yeah happy band camp friday yeah happy oh, hell yeah There's podcast is happy on a friday now yeah no dude, I was, <laughs> oh, yeah, kinda, <laughs> damn near no but that's not it's a uh, that's something i remember my uh i had one 
I take that back. I had one band that we put on Bandcamp, and it's like it was my old high school band. And then whenever I look and I get those emails from Bandcamp, like, oh, you know, Bandcamp Friday, you get all your revenue. I'm like, shit, I get my my whole like 0.9 cents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a Bandcamp for Stepdad Passport. It's just privated, and yeah. there's nothing on there because I've just honestly i don't even know where the master files are for the ep mm-hmm. anymore they're on some hard drive somewhere <laughs> on someone's computer i yeah. i don't know Jake. they're forever lost in the streaming realm well it's it's Jake yeah it's it's out there on this on all the platforms man it sounds great i mean that's just the fact that you can you can at least find it pretty much anywhere you don't have to have the masters anymore i guess i'm the same way i lost all mine i couldn't tell you where the hell those are <laughs> I just bank on I just bank on it being online. Maybe one day it'll be a problem, but for now I'm kind of like I'm not really I don't really want to touch those songs Mm -hmm. anymore. I'm like kind of trying to move on from that. I completely understand that, man. Uh, So, getting back to to that that EP and just you know your the music that you continue to write your new music. uh, Where do you find like most of the inspiration for that? Because I mean you know it, it can come from. You know, a lot of places it could be emotional, you know, it's just whatever sounds good. There's a lot of like me personally, it's, I'll I'll write most of my music off of just like either a, you know, something like is on my mind. So that's my kind of way of working things out. Like lyric, I'm I'm, lyrics are my go-to for if I'm going to be doing something musically, you know, singing Mm -hmm. is my favorite thing. I I love to play guitar too, but singing is like where my heart's at. So it's like, uh, you know, I, I use it as like a, kind of just a way to work out my thoughts and emotions as well as you know if i just like have something in my head that's like oh that'd be kind of cool you just throw it on what where do you where do you find most of your inspiration for like if you're going to be writing um so a lot of like the stuff on the ep and like a lot of the early stepdad stuff was written by pretty much me like i i wrote most of the songs except for like one on the ep Mm -hmm. and a lot of my inspiration comes from either anxiety or heartbreak like that. <laughs> and the both can be, you know, they can be, they can be combined, but I think that's where most of it comes from. Because if I just feel like if I have like an overwhelming amount of emotion built up inside of me and I have like no words to express or like no one to like try to explain it to, it was just easier to pick up a instrument and just start playing and writing. And just like, I would, you know, play, something on guitar and just write lyrics as I'm going. Cause you know, I don't want to just sit there playing guitar. I want to sing too. And it would always be like, I'd write it at like three in the morning cause I couldn't sleep. And yeah, still to this day, I feel like when I'm in the mindset of being completely exhausted and like overwhelmed that I don't have any energy or time to overthink what I'm making. So it just like comes out super natural and Unf- almost unfiltered. Yeah, pretty right. much. I don't have time to, you know, you know, double back and be like, Oh, I, what if I did this? It was just like, Nope, just keep going. Just got to get it out and then put it down, go to sleep, wake up. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That works. That's, absolutely, man. That's uh, I mean, like you said, anxiety and heartbreak. Those are, you know, those are two, I mean, dude, I like, when you said that, that they, like it put a smile on my face because that's exactly where I find mo- like 90% of my inspiration. It's yeah. just like, you know, this, the, whatever kind of is for lack of a better term, tormenting me at the time, that's where I'm going to focus my, my creative energy because that's my way of, you know, everyone needs that, that release somehow, you know, you got to find, you got to find a healthy way to, to get that release. Cause if you don't find a healthy way to get rid of that, that, you know, angst, it's going to come out in some other way, Yeah, and, you know, and that's not usually not a good way. It's uh, what were you going to say? 
I was just going to say a lot of like uh, the EP, like being inspired by that, you know, that anxiety and the heartbreak. I was, you know, I, at that time I was trying to, you know, stop smoking weed and stuff like that. Like, cause it, smoking weed was like giving me a lot of anxiety, but like, I, I really like smoking weed. So <laughs> it was, it was a tough time. And um, I don't know, like for whatever reason, like the EP has like, the common theme of like being afraid of dying or like having your heart broken or just being really worried about what's going to happen in the future. And like, that was just something I couldn't stop writing about. And honestly, I still can't stop writing about it. Like well, it just keeps happening. So, so, so when you're, when you're writing, this is like, when you're writing, do you find, you know, you find yourself kind of going like, I, it's funny. Cause this is literally a lyric from one of your songs, but do you find yourself going in circles for like what you're writing about? Like I didn't mean, I didn't even mean to do that. Like, like with the lyrics, Bro, but fuck, do you, do you find that? No, dude, I honestly, that's like my favorite song in the whole EP. I've listened to that probably more than anything else, dude. I fucking dig that song. Yeah. Thank you, man. That yeah. Definitely like is. Post Malone too. That's <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't know, it's the same exact chords as Circles by Post Malone, but it oh, came out real. first. We were there. Really? <laughs> Damn, you gotta you gotta get the uh, get the rights on those chords. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we also would cover Circles by Post Malone. You know, give yeah, an homage to the, our our homie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so like, did you find yourself like? Because I I I know like you know I. I pretty much try to write something, you know, or work on something about every day, just cause that's, that's, I don't really feel good with my day if I didn't do something creative. But at the same time, a lot of times when I'm doing, you know, with whether I'm trying to write a new song or even if I'm just like writing like a journal, I find myself constant, like, like almost getting mad at myself for going back to the same shit all the time. And just almost wearing myself out about like, like constantly writing about this thing that's giving me anxiety or like, you know, I've, I've been, you know, even recently just going through heartbreak, heartbreak, going back to that mindset all the time, whenever I'm writing, it almost, it almost exhausts you. But then at the same time, you get that one time that you kind of hit it right. And it actually yeah. helps, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'd say that like, it wasn't more of like me feeling like I was going in circles about doing the same thing in terms of music. So I always felt like the next song I would write would somehow be better than the song I wrote before in some <laughs> certain way. Like, and you know, that's relative to who's listening, but for me, it felt like it was better than the song before. And I always tried to, you know, increase the, the complexity of the songs. But I think uh, circles, if you're asking what that is about, it was um, that song was about like me going to school and like, just, not caring about anything that was happening in school. Like I just didn't care. And I felt like I've been doing the same thing for so long, just not caring and like wanting one thing, which is to play music for, you know, my, my career, my livelihood. And uh, it was just a song about being frustrated. Cause like, you know, playing music as a living is not something that you can just get up and be like, I'm going to apply for a job to be a touring musician. Mm-hmm. like that's just not LinkedIn, yeah that's, that's not how it works i wish or, man really yeah you have to work really hard and you have to be lucky and it's like mm-hmm. you know it's like fort minor you know fort minor yeah. always said was it fucking 10 percent luck oh, <laughs> yeah. i know it's like 10 percent skill what yeah. i don't know yeah I, everyone knows <laughs> the know? song i know what you, i know what you mean yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> whatever the numbers are really really lucky and like to me like i just feel like that's so unfair <laughs> but you know Dude. that's just such just life if you spend your life rolling the dice you know eventually yeah something will stick yeah and that too that's the thing i mean do you 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 literally like spoke exactly what goes through my mind every fucking day right there you know just that that thought of like like i know that i mean it 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 almost scares me to know that like this is the thing that like will for sure make me happy i mean just like make me happy like this is what i want to do and it's like i want to do it every single day that i possibly can because it's just what brings me joy but at the same time you know life comes too. who know like and like you said it's part of it is luck but the rest of it is hard work and i mean you guys all put in the hard work i could see you you're constantly you're constantly improving you're constantly uh working on a your performance your music you're constantly getting new things out there which is i mean that's pretty much all you could do especially during something like covid where you couldn't go out and play live shows which it just feels like you know a knife in the gut when you. Oh, when yeah. you I, I I how 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 did COVID affect you guys? Because just the it, not being able to play bad. shows, fucking. It blew sucks. us away, like in a bad way. Like <laughs> yeah. it killed us. Dude. I mean, it, it. We had so much, you know. We're gonna go on tour. We were gonna yep. go on tour. We had so mm-hmm. much momentum mm-hmm. coming from our last show, like our very last show. You know, from we go from the floor caving in almost to. Mm-hmm sitting in our rooms and like doing yeah. nothing but and, and like and there's nothing you can do about it i just remember i had worked for like i think like five or six months lining up this like tour we were gonna do we we're gonna go all the way up to washington and go all the way down to san diego and then we're gonna come back up and we're maybe gonna go through nevada or arizona like i just had like all these like dates lined up and everything like i had like the time for work taken off and like it was about to happen i was like oh my god this is really happening my yeah. my music dream like my goal for music is to go on a tour and then like i've met my my goals for music and i finally was there and it just kind of like you know i got for that week that the lockdown happened and everyone was supposed to stay home i just remember each day getting a new text message saying hey we have to cancel the show i'm really sorry like you know keep us in mind keep us keep in touch with us for the future and like it was just happened like and you know it was like 10 shows so i would get i would get like two or three of those text messages a day for that week and it was just like yeah it was really defeating disheartening man i know what you mean i know what you mean yeah we were in the same boat where we were we were i remember march uh march 13th we were getting ready to uh we were literally loading all our shit in the car to go play in, in sf at uh the honey hive and we're like literally sh- yeah we're literally getting sh- shutting the door ready to go and then we get the call like yo yeah uh something's going on there's like a, a virus that's like we got we got to cancel the show it's like what the fuck and then before i know it you know like you said we had picnic day at uc davis get canceled we had like all the oh, yeah. all the chico events get canceled just like it was disheartening, but I mean, well, the, the other, just dis, dis, the most disheartening thing for me was for me personally, was just like the not knowing when you're going to be able to come back, you know? Yeah. And even now it's like, you know, June 15th is like the day that they say, you know, California should open up more. But even then there's, you know, it kind of left its, uh, it kind of left its imprint on at least the music scene for right now. And you're slowly starting to see things start picking up, which is great. House venues mm-hmm. that this totally changed. Uh huh. The, the house scene is like insane. 
I went, Absolutely. I went to the house show, a house show for the first time in like a year. Mm-hmm. And that was probably like the biggest house show I have ever been to, or at least one of them. I was going to say, so it, it really created a pivot towards, you know, because people are always going to want to see music. And, you know, if, if now at this point when things are, it's a little more safe and, you know, things are able to, you know, think restrictions are getting lifted, things are starting to open up. Even if, even if venues aren't really opening up, people still want to get out there to see music. And I, I've noticed the exact same thing of, of house shows really starting to either to gain popularity just instantly because people are think, you know, I haven't seen music in a year and a half. I got, I want to, I want to see something, even if it is in the backyard of someone's house. Yeah. Yeah. And those are some of the best shows I've I've ever seen have been the backyards. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. It's not even like we really have a choice anymore at this point because a lot of the local venues are just they're done. Like they yeah. couldn't survive and you know Press we gotta talk about how there was gonna be like some sort of like uh you know support for the music venues from the government, get some sort of a you know, payment for them so they could keep their venues open, but it just didn't come in time. And so I know that a lot of venues in Sacramento did not survive. So it's kind of like you have Holy Diver and the colony Mm -hmm. and like that's it like and there's going to be so many bands that want to play in the next like three or four months if things do open up fully there's gonna be so many bands that want to play and there's gonna be like nowhere near enough like capacity for those bands so it's like the other option is house shows and Mm -hmm. i feel like that's just going to be like we're going to see a huge change in how a music venue like what what constitutes a music venue you know it's like everyone's going to say house show is the way to go there's gonna be a lot more orange houses popping up. Bruh. <laughs> house is the way to go. No, like, I mean, some of the most fun I think I've had in my life have been at house shows. Like, yeah. just, just, I don't know. The vibe is different. It's people are there for a good time with good music, and you know, any anything that kind of goes against that is pretty much handled right then and there. People who aren't aren't on the same level, you know they kind of get turned away if people want to want to mess up that good, you know, good dynamic of the, the good crowd that a house show has. It's, it's, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a good thing. That's uh, I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to go away because that's what, that's just what people want. They want music. Yeah. It's a good thing to see. And, and also just the, the camaraderie of bands that have made it, you know, whether they've made it through COVID or, you know, they've disbanded and something new came out of it. Like bands sticking together, like, and, you know, just being on friendly terms, like this, supporting each other. It's a huge thing. That's, that's the future of getting back out there after, you know, 15 months of not playing. That's, that's, you know, pretty much what it, what it's come down to. And it's, it's mm-hmm. good to see that a lot of, uh, a lot of bands are really sticking together even, even after all of this. Oh yeah. Well, it was uh this was an absolute pleasure to talk to you guys. Seriously, it Damn. was it's been yeah, no, thank you. It's been an, uh, amazing just to see you guys again and and get to really hear like how, I don't know, more insight on how all this came about because I've I don't know, I've always I've always really really liked you guys, really uh enjoyed your music and I mean, to, how, how long ago did you release that EP? How you said it was 2019? As Early 2020, but like early 2020, yeah, early 2020. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I mean, dude, I've to this day, I still, I still bump that thing at the gym in the car everywhere. It's Thank it's you, great man. stuff, man. Do you guys have any new releases or upcoming dates you want to plug? I knew this was happening. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, new music very soon. Okay. I'll, very, I'll soon? Say very soon. Very I have soon. what an EP. Not an EP. I think, you know, the route... Like singles. Yeah, like the route we're yeah. going to go is more singles now because I want to really put uh, absolutely. Like, the time and energy 
to make a professional sounding song without having to spread myself too thin. So I want to take it like, I don't know, I guess you could see like coming in fall is you'll see like a single come out and then a month or two later, you see another single come out. Like my goal is to get on track to where I can release one single a month. And then if I have a, a surplus in music that's ready to be released, I will consider an EP or an album, depending on how everyone else feels, you know, because some people like to go the album route. I just personally feel in this day and age that uh, for up and coming bands, no one really has the attention span to listen to an album. Unfortunately, that's, that's true. It is unfortunate, but it's just the reality of the situation. No, I agree. I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're in a different uh, a different time period than it was even you know even twenty years ago, but that was the main the main reason you or main way you'd listen to music is buying an album. Yeah, you know people really just pick and pull songs, and I'd rather spend more time promoting and putting more energy into one song at a time to make sure that it reaches the potential success it needs. Well, it's a very smart thing, man. You guys are you guys are on the right track to doing something good. I'm telling you, like keep it up and I will I will always be one of your biggest supporters out there because I know you guys have what it takes to really do something good because you already have and and if it weren't for, you know, if it weren't for the circumstances of the past year, I'm sure that you know, it, we, you would be a major success already. Nah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys have, you guys have, you guys have that in you. I'm telling you. But once thank again, you. yeah, once again, stepdad passport. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on, and uh, we'll definitely work up, work on getting you guys on again sometime in the future. That'd be so. Fun yeah, of course. Play. Yeah, play back up in Chico. Oh no, absolutely. And that, that's another thing. I want. I'll, t- I'll talk to you all about all that stuff right after this. Off the record. Off the record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, again, Step That Passport, thank you guys very much. We'll see you guys next time.